Welcome back to the Chris Durham Show. Week 8, results are in. Might not like them. I know I didn't like very many of them. But I'm going to go over some of them. And you guys can talk to your other friends and be like, Hey, I know a lot of stuff. Listen to me. Here's some sports facts. Boom. You're the most popular guy in your workplace. Let's go. Okay, welcome back to the Chris Durham Show. So first of all, tis the season, season greetings, whatever. It's officially Christmas season to all these crazy people out there that don't believe that there is a Thanksgiving. Because there definitely is for Thursday every November. Don't forget it. But a lot of people do, and they jump straight into the holly jolly times, and that's fine. You've made it this far into 2020. Congratulations. If you haven't caught COVID yet, which pretty much everybody has or hasn't, or has got it before it was big and didn't realize what it was. Because everybody was sick in like February, right? Might have been COVID time. Who knows? Anyways, bringing it back, week eight football happened in the NFL. And I tell you what, the Thursday night game was shit. Panthers lost to the Falcons. What's new, right? Of course it was in Charlotte too. Of course it was... During a fucking tropical storm, too. Uh, just didn't get it done. I'm not even going to go over it. They just didn't get it done. Okay, we're going to move on to probably the big... I'm just going to go over the big game. Okay, the biggest game of the week was the 5-1 and one Ravens against the 6-0 and o Steelers. And it was great. The Steelers were getting turnovers like crazy. They were scoring off of Lamar Jackson. But... The Ravens held in it. The Ravens had a 10-point lead going into halftime. Even with Pittsburgh's defense looking that amazing, and Ravens eventually had four turnovers in that game, they still kept it insanely close. And with a couple of minutes left, Pittsburgh's able to score a touchdown to put them up 28-24, giving the Ravens back the ball. The Ravens drive. They miss out. They punt. The Pittsburgh Steelers drive. And three and out. They punt the ball. Now there's a couple seconds left. Ravens drive. And they don't get it. So Pittsburgh wins 28-24. But it was a very close game when it shouldn't have been with all the turnovers happening. And a lot of people are like, well, that means Pittsburgh's the most legit team in that division. Absolutely not. I still think it's the Ravens. Because if they turn off those turnovers, they're going to win. The best part about these two teams, as good as they are, and as good as that division's becoming, because the Browns are, what, like 5-3 and three now? But they can still pretty much beat anybody. And the Bengals just upset the Titans. We'll get into that. Actually, we won't. I won't go over that game. Yeah, basketball! My boy got a basketball. He's ready to ball out, son. But uh, really look for the Ravens to just start going upwards like crazy. I think that was the last wake-up call they really needed after losing to the Chiefs and the Steelers. And those are the three teams everybody's talking about. Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. Those are the three best teams in NFL, and they all happen to be in the AFC. So they're all going to be battling out for that top seed that gets you that only bye week. is a, The number one seed is the only one that gets a bye week in the playoffs. So they're all going to fight for that. And it really comes down to who can beat the Chiefs because the Steelers probably have the easiest uh, schedule, the easiest ranked schedule of any other person. I think there's one team that has it uh, a little bit easier. 
but the Steelers have the easiest schedule. So they're on the right path to getting to where they need to be and possibly being 16-0. and But Thanksgiving night, this rematch happens. It's going to be the best game of the year. It's prime time in Pittsburgh, which is always a great game, which usually means Pittsburgh wins, but Ravens want that revenge game in Pittsburgh. Just that's a must watch, and I usually don't watch night football or night Thanksgiving games. But since COVID, all stores are stopping this opening at Thanksgiving afternoon. They're shutting that shit down, and they're going to say, "Hey, you come, guys, come back on actual Black Friday." So now everyone can stay home with your family and watch football. Watch this fantastic matchup. All right, so here's a couple more matchups for you guys. First off, uh, let's get into Tuatunga Lavalava, or however you pronounce his damn last name. His debut with the Miami Dolphins as the starting quarterback. They benched Ryan Fitzmagic for him. Let's see what's up, all the commotion about. Well, they did win 28-17 over the Rams, one of the tougher defenses out there. The only thing is, Tua only threw it 22 times. He completed 12 of those, so he's a little over 50%, but for only 93 yards. No interceptions or anything like that. He rushed twice. He didn't get any yards. And the reason why they were able to win, he did throw a touchdown. But the reason why they were able to win was the Dolphins' defense stepped up their game in this one because the Rams had a billion yards, but the Dolphins at the last second on any time they were about to score would jump in and say, uh-uh, this is us. They had two interceptions and two fumble recoveries, and two of those were touchdowns scored. Dolphins' defense looked amazing in that game. They've looked decent throughout the year, and in fantasy football-wise, they're averaging like nine points a game. So look for the Dolphins' defense to help carry them to a possible upset of winning the AFC East. I said it. Miami to win. Two is back. Back playing football, at least. Playing NFL, finally. That was his first ever game. He's going to get better. He's going to get used to everything. Look out for the Dolphins. The last game I really want to go over... Was the Vikings-Packers game, uh, Delvin Cook murdered, murdered the Green Bay Packers defense. They couldn't tackle him to save his life. Just the Vikings did so well in this game. And I'll go over how everything happened. In the first quarter, Devontae Adams got a five-yard pass from Rodgers for a touchdown. Then Dalvin Cook rushed right back, got a 21-yard run in for the touchdown. Then Devontae Adams got another passing touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. Then Dalvin Cook, another rushing touchdown. Then Dalvin Cook, another rushing touchdown. Then Dalvin Cook, another rushing touchdown. Does the does does that look <laughs> Does that sound kind of repetitive? Uh, yeah, because the dude got four freaking touchdowns in that game. He ran for 163 yards. I'm sorry. He ran for three touchdowns. He received a touchdown as well. He caught two passes for 63 yards. He rushed 30 times for 163 yards. Dalvin Cook looked awesome. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand... 
uh, was kind of struggling. He threw a bunch. He threw a lot of yards, though. He threw 291 yards and three touchdowns, completed 27 of 41. Not necessarily bad, but with all that going on, they still only scored 22 points. Vikings, 28 points. In Lambeau as well. It's just just a little bit sweeter for the Vikings fans, especially where they are having such a bad year compared to what they should be. Uh, the, the key in this game is to keep running over the Packers. That's the weakness that was shown in this game is that Green Bay's weakness is running the ball. Run it down their throats, and you have a better chance of winning because Kirk Cousins only threw 14 times. He only threw 14 times, and the times he did throw – they were like wide-open receivers that had a lot of yards after catch because out of only completing 11 passes, he's got 160 yards. Yeah, I'm throwing out stats in this game. Why? Because I'm actually looking at them for once. And another reason is because I'm just trying to tell you how you can beat the Packers because all these little cheeseheads are going to be like, oh, we got the best team this year. No, you don't. No, you don't. Those three AFC teams that I mentioned earlier are the teams to beat. Not the Packers. Packers are going to choke at some point. They're probably going to end up having a really good year, probably like 11 and 5, 13 and 3, something like that. They're going to have a really good year, and then they're going to choke in the playoffs at some point, kind of like they did last year to the Niners in the NFC Championship. At least I'm hoping so. I do not want to see a Green Bay Super Bowl. Please, God. Do not let there be a Green Bay Super Bowl. We've already had a bad matchup last year with stupid Mahomes and the Chiefs and the stupid San Francisco 49ers, which shouldn't even have been there. But they were there, but they shouldn't have been there. But anyways, uh, thanks for listening to the show. Big announcement. If you live in the Davie County area, North Carolina, which you're probably listening to right now, I'm going to be in the Advance Christmas Parade. That's right. Look out for the float. See you guys. Till next time.